The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. And welcome wrestling fans to the Ice Hour. This podcast is aimed at promoting the world of Division Three college wrestling and is named for the late Hall of Fame coach Dave Eisenhower. Here we'll talk about topics and news that's relevant to those who compete for the love of the sport in Division Three. The Ice Hour is sponsored by My House Sports Gear. Check out their line of wrestling gear and apparel at MyHouseSportsGear.com. Subscribe using your favorite podcasting app by going to MattTalkOnline.com slash ice. Episode 18 of the Ice Hour, a D3 Wrestling Podcast. Jason Bryan here with you, and we cannot talk about Division Three Wrestling, and we cannot go through an entire season without circling this date on the calendar. We look in February. It's going to be Groundhog Day. It's going to be at Augsburg College. It's going to be the Battle of the Bergs, Wartburg and Augsburg. And today, we have basically the architects of this rivalry uh, retired coach Jim Miller. Now, I, I believe your title, head coach emeritus at Wartburg, you're in administration, and the current athletic director at Augsburg, Jeff Swenson, longtime coach of the Augsburg Augie. So we've got the two the two guys who really started this thing on the show leading into Thursday's duel at Cy Melby Hall. And, and the first thing's first, uh, Jeff Swenson, we're going to pitch to you first since you are the host school this year. When you look at this date and you guys get this thing scheduled from an administrative standpoint, I mean, you you got to clear the counter. Okay, this this is the central focus of our athletic department this day. It's Augsburg Wartburg. Yep, no no doubt about it. In fact, we we also position uh, different reunion groups to come back um, for for the Augsburg Wartburg duel. You know, it's uh, not only is it is it a big thing for the current student athletes and, and coaches, you know, but it, it's a big thing for our alumni. You know, our alumni love love coming back and seeing the Augsburg Wartburg duel and. So we uh, we we piggyback this year. We're doing a reunion of sevens, so we're celebrating the 1987 30-year uh, reunion group, then uh, which won an MIAC conference championship, uh, and then uh, the 97 and 2007 uh, reunion groups that won uh, NCAA championships. They're celebrating their 20 and 10-year reunions. Well, that worked out nicely. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's something that we we've, we've tried to piggyback on whenever we could and it's you know we've started to make it kind of a uh a tradition you know and we we uh we typically try to do it you know we only host uh, uh Warburg every other year you know so uh you know we um we certainly focus on that match every year and then we try to pick another duel if it's not an augsburg Warburg home match for us yeah coach miller when it comes to your side of things how did how did you guys get up and prepare for uh, the augsburg Wartburg duel when it was down in Waverly? Well, that was a pretty easy one to get prepared for. And uh, I think the interest and excitement in that meet since way back in probably 93 was the first one. And uh, we just put it out there, the Battle of the Bergs, and people show up, you know. And we talk about, obviously, our alums uh, love it, and the people in the community, Waverly's obviously a big wrestling town so uh we try to schedule it. even even like northern iowa we want to try to get if they got a dual meet we want to try to avoid the dual meets on that day and we try to you know separate so they you know it's a it's a community-wide effort and it, it's obviously one that uh 
the circle on the calendar from the beginning of the year for sure. Now, when we look at the preparation for this, um, actually, I've got some facts on uh, facts and stats on this. This series actually started in 1991, then picked up again in 94, and then has been consistent year in, year out since 1997. That doesn't even count the times you guys have met at the National Duels Wrestling for the Division Three Championship there. So, uh, you know, Jeff, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to you since you've got uh, – you were – uh, in administration, and, and you had been a coach there, and you're right around the turn of, of the decade, and then all of a sudden you, you picked back up after you came back after a short break. When it came time to start scheduling Wartburg, how did this thing come together for for you? That, that's really uh, as as Jim Jim and I texted last week, and as Jim called it, uh, it really stretches my old man memory. Um, but I think, I think Jim mentioned it earlier. I, I think in 1993, you know, it came right down to the wire and, uh, with Augsburg and Warburg. And I really believe from that point, on, you know, it was, uh, I think we figured out at some point in time, uh, you know, how to put that duel together on a consistent basis. Uh, but I think, you know, from 93, um, then 94, uh, when the Warburg was in a battle with actually Ithaca, we took fourth that year. You know, but I think from '95 on, it's been Augsburg Warburg for you know winning winning the championship since then, and I and I think it was just a natural that you know it wasn't only what what the programs wanted, it was what it was what the fans wanted. Yeah, Jim. I mean, when when it comes to scheduling, that's and you kind of brought Wartburg kind of from the ashes and and brought them into and in, in a very tough conference, I might add, to to really bring bring them into national prominence. When when it becomes a situation like okay this is going to be us one versus two pretty much year in year out when did you realize that this this battle started to really kind of take on take take on a mind of its own with the dual meet and the battle of the yeah. bergs? Well, I think the uh, the ninety three national title came down to one point, and then I think I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the first dual meet in Warburg that I'm thinking of was ninety four, and that's when I knew because Iowa Public Television covered it. The place was packed. The band was there. Uh, Augsburg brought a bus of crazies down of fans, and it was awesome. And walking out into that deal, I, I knew, man, this is this is something that's going to stay. You know, this is uh, this is pretty special. You know, Jeff, we look back in you know every championship since 1995 on the. On the Division Three, the the tournament level has been either won by Augsburg or Wartburg, and it's kind of created an interesting relationship between you and, and Coach Miller here. Even though you guys aren't actively coaching anymore, when did, when did you look at this thing and be like, kind of almost the same question that this 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 rivalry this means something more than just two good teams in Division Three wrestling meeting each year? I don't know exactly when that happened, but I, but I think what happens when you have a rivalry like that, you you understand that um, you know Wartburg is working just as hard as you are to uh, you know, with their program, and and what comes is you know what came I think first, at least from my standpoint, Jim is you know I think I think it was respect. You know I had an incredible respect for uh, for Jim for his staff for um, the Warper wrestling program. And and then I think out of that respect, you know, and, and, you know, we, we probably, I know he kept me up at nights, you know, um, you know, worrying about, uh, we you know, worrying about our, our athletes preparing for them. But I think, well, I think out of the respect came friendship. 
you know, it seems to me at some point in time, it just kind of was like, you know, we're, we're both beating our heads against, uh, you know, the wall trying to beat each other. And, and I think, uh, at one point in time, uh, and I don't know who reached out to who, but I think I might've been going through, uh, going through Waverly and gave him a call and we had lunch and, you know, and, uh, you know, and when we were kind of you know, occasionally drawn to each other, whether we were, you know, recruiting somewhere together or, um, you know, or anytime we were in the same vicinity, you know, we were kind of drawn to, to each other at an event and uh, friendship developed. When it comes to scheduling too, with the national duels, you know, when the NWCA branched this thing out, to start all divisions in 2002, it was Wartburg and Augsburg in the finals. That first one went went to Augsburg, and then Wartburg won two, then Augsburg, then Wartburg, then Augsburg. I mean, the, you know, Wartburg's won the last seven in a row at this point. But when we look at – actually, let me do my math. One, two, three, four, five, six – yeah, seven. Make sure I've got my stats right because I know you guys will, will correct me when I'm wrong about a stat about who's got who in that respect. But when the national duels come around, did you guys think that like, well, why don't we just let that be it, or was it something, uh, starting with Jeff, that we need to make sure whether we face each other at the national duels or not, that we have a home and home series consistently, whether or not we meet somewhere else during the season? What what year did the national duels begin, uh, Jason? Two thousand two for Division three schools. Yeah, I don't recall Jim uh, ever thinking that we wouldn't uh, wouldn't keep our home and away. For sure. Yeah, that, that was never a thought at all. Uh, and we just, you know, assumed that we may meet at the national duels, you know, and if we did, it'd be in the final. So that's pretty much how it played out. Coach Miller, is that kind of like a benefit? Be like, all right, well, we, we, we get to see him once already, and then we get to prepare for, for the big dog. I mean, do you think that that may, may make for a more exciting dual meet to know that, okay, this is, this is round two for the season, but this is on our campus? Yeah, I think I think you know what I think. Uh, you see them one time, and then maybe it was a a month later, or three four weeks later, you're gonna see them again. So you're trying to make adjustments, and I don't know how many times matches from the national duels turned around from both sides in different years uh, in the duel meet three four weeks later, and so you know because they, you know it was so hotly contested and so many matches were that close. That that's the way it was, and, and so you could never get comfortable. You could never relax, and and like Jeff said, you know, you always, I, you know, one great thing I think that happened was not only the mutual respect and all that, which which is fairly fairly unique, I think, uh, when you're battling like we were, but I think it lifted up the whole division. I know it lifted up the Iowa Conference because. Augsburg helped us get better, and I think we helped them get better because you kept you had to keep you had to keep climbing the ladder to keep your head above water or not above water, but a little bit above them, or you're trying to, and vice versa. And the the people in the Iowa Conference, for example, we were getting better, so if they were going to compete, they had to get better. So I think it was great for the whole division, the rivalry. Yeah, Jeff, your thoughts on on how this has really impacted the the world of Division Three wrestling? Uh, the New York Times came out and did a story featuring the rivalry, and Jim will talk about there. The New York Times showing up in Waverly here in a minute, but you know, very few Division Three sports will will make this type of impact in the New York Times, and this one featured a wrestling duel meet between two schools that end in Berg. I mean, it, it, how much do you feel that this really has helped carry and lift Division Three into national prominence? 
Oh, I, I think it's lifted Division Three. You know, um, you know there there are some folks out there that um, that you know may may think it's even hurt Division Three because only two schools have won championships since '95. You know, um, but I, but I think it's actually lifted Division Three because it's it's exposed Division Three on the national on the national scene. You know, I don't I don't think at any level and you can you can t- talk about um, you know Division One, Two. There there's certainly you know, I mean, if you polled all all of the wrestling coaches in the country at all divisions, you know, probably probably the greatest rivalry in in all of wrestling right now is Augsburg and Wartburg, and that is that is because you know since '95, you know, those are the only two schools that have won championships. That's that's some, that's I mean, what, how many years is that? Is that 21 years now? I mean, it's just incredible um, that 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 has happened. I don't think. You know, back uh, when we were battling the '93, we ever thought that that was uh, going to happen. You know, certainly we we you know thought that we were going to try to keep this thing going uh, as coaches. But you know, to to see it happen like the way it has has really been nothing short of uh, remarkable. Yeah, Coach Miller, let's let's circle back on that in terms of the the prominence, the relevance, the the exposure that this. Uh, this rivalry has, and not just this rivalry, but more or less this dual meet, because this is really where a lot of it kind of creates that that fervor. You you get a couple thousand people in, regardless of whether it's in Waverly or if it's in Minneapolis. The New York Times, I mean, you're in a wrestling rich state where Iowa, Iowa State, Northern Iowa, they've got they've got basically the torch when it comes to wrestling, and then the huge high school state, and Warburg has got to fight for their little pie in Division Three with a bunch of Division Three schools, and yet. You're showing up in the New York Times. Explain what it was like to have that story really come out of Waverly. Well, it's pretty gratifying to, to to do the story, but I think it needed to get done, you know. And, and one time we were in the dome going out. We were ready to go out to uh, wrestle in the finals, and I stopped and stopped. And Jeff, I mean, everybody was nervous and everybody was ready to go. But I remember Jeff saying, "I said, hey, what's up, man?" And he go, and we started talking about the rivalry. Here we go again. And Jeff said, someday somebody's going to write about this. And, and you know, years later, here's a guy from the New York Times wanting to write about this and did. And I don't know how many wrestling stories have been on the front page in sports of the New York Times, but uh, that was a feature story that was, uh, that was pretty cool. And I think it, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good story just for wrestling, for the casual fan to read the story, you know, so. And that's kind of what happened too in the rivalry. We've had a, we had a lot of casual fans, not huge wrestling fans. They might be basketball fans or baseball fans in our area that would want to see this meet, this particular meet, because they knew there was going to be a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and it was going to be a great show. We've got a little bit of a different dynamic too between the schools. Is uh, for those who are unfamiliar, Augsburg sits in a very urban setting, right in the heart of Minneapolis, right across the river from the University of Minnesota, and a large part of the state's wrestling population really does center around you know the forty minutes you know geographically center of the Twin Cities. So most of the state's wrestling and, and population lives there. Whereas in Waverly, it's not exactly that. I mean, <laughs> you you go down the road to, to Waterloo Cedar Falls a bit. But for the most part, the, the schools are in, in kind of different settings geographically. Uh, Jim, I talked about the getting the slice of the pie for, for coverage and not necessarily respect, but uh, getting people to pay attention to Wartburg. How tough is that in a state like Iowa? I mean, you, you've been there a long, long time, but um, was it a process 
to get people to say, you know, okay, I'm going to pay attention to Division Three, but you know, Wartburg's kind of been able to to at least grab that piece and be like, yep, you're talking Iowa wrestling. You're going to mention Wartburg sooner or later. Yeah, I think everybody loves excellence. You know, everybody, no matter what sport, no matter where you're at, everybody loves excellence. And and, and when you want it that much, you kind of you stand out, obviously. So, yeah, we want to keep that going. And, but, yeah, you think about it, you know, Grandview. You put Grandview in the mix now the recent, recent years. you got the, some of the best junior colleges in the in the country besides the three state schools. So the great thing is there's a whole bunch of ton of great wrestling fans that have interest in what's going on at all levels. So that's really helped us as well, obviously. Jeff, how would you, you gauge the interest in Augsburg wrestling in the state of Minnesota, which again, you got the Gophers there. They've won division one national championships. They're the, they're the division one program in the state. And then there's a lot of really good division two and division three things. You got a lot of competition for the, the wrestling eye up there as well. Well, I, I would agree with Jim. You know, I, I think I think people are attracted to excellence. You know, and, uh, and and when you're you know when you're successful, and when the word is out that you're wrestling, your wrestling student athletes are having a great experience, and they're reaching their potential, and they're graduating on time, and they're getting great grades. You know, the the word gets out. You know, wrestling people sit at wrestling tournaments all day long, and they talk. And and, and what they do is they talk about. You know, um, they don't always talk about the programs that aren't doing well. They talk about the programs that are doing well, you know, and uh, fortunately, Augsburg is one of those programs. And, you know, even even with the University of Minnesota, you know, doing great things. And, uh, you know, there was a time when NDSU was uh, Division Two and winning championships. And, you know, all those all those programs are very close, are very close to, to Augsburg. And, and we recruited against those programs. But I, I still feel that. You know, the, you know, people are just, you know, are drawn. We have a, a sports page in the, every newspaper in the country. They're drawn. And what do they talk those sports pages talk about? They talk about who's winning and who's losing. And the winners get more press than the losers. And I think that was something, uh, you know, something that, you know, uh, you know, we, we, because of our success, you know, we became a, a household name, even in a metropolitan and in a high, high traffic wrestling area. Looking at the current standings, uh, Wartburg has won eight duels in a row in the series and leads the all-time series 17-15. to 15. Now, the Jeff's going to point to probably his tenure where he has an 11-8 lead over Coach Miller in that rivalry. But we'll talk a little bit about uh, when when you guys start chirping and you sit there, your friend's off the mat, and then when you, when you start chirping, Coach Swenson, what do you remember about Coach Miller the first time you guys wrestled each other in a dual meet? Oh gosh, you know, um, I just I more I more remember. Well, I think I think Jim's antics were, you know, he paced a lot. He sat down. He wrote stuff on a little sheet of paper. He'd get back up. He paced, you know. But you know, you're paying so much attention to your student athletes. You know what I what I remember most about about Warburg. You know, it was when they shook hands, they were ready to wrestle. I really, you know, I felt like they were well, well prepared and they, you know, they, they kept me, they, you know, we were, we were always challenged and, you know, I just knew that they had a great leader. Coach Miller, what do you remember about the first time that, that first duel, the whistle blows and you're staring across at Jeff Swenson? I thought Swenson was one of the masters at working the ref. <laughs> <laughs> he started early. And he, he was great at it. He was great at, in a seating meeting. He was so prepared. He had every argument in the book. And so I, I learned. I, when I first started, I learned. 
I better be prepared every step of the way, not just in the wrestling mat, how to talk to the referee, how to be, I better be prepared in the seating meeting. And so that's what, that, that's some of the things that I took take away. But I remember Jeff, he, heck, he'd be on his knees. He'd be on his knees. Uh, he'd, he'd be pounding on the mat. He'd be, I mean, and then he'd be back talking to a kid. He could change real quickly, you know, but, but uh, yeah, man, I, I, when I was young, when I first, cause that was my, uh, I think we started competing. That was only my second year. And uh, I just, I, I just took note of a lot of things that I could help me get better. Keeping it with you, Jim, what, was the best individual rivalry you remember through this series? You know what? There were a lot of, but I remember if I had to, my first thought when I think of individual rivalry, I think in one year, I'm trying to think what year though, they kind of run together, probably 99. Wigline and Bertram, Shane and Cagle. Dodd and Clawson. There were three right there in the same year that went all three. Those went back and forth, back and forth. I can, you know, uh, Jamal Tidwell and Kelly and then Hinchberg, uh, Flo Dean and Kia, some of those, Tate and Massey. I mean, there's there, there some off the top of my head that, uh, you know, and I think you don't have a rivalry if one guy just continually wins, but those, all, the, you know, the ones that are really a rivalry, when you're not sure who's going to win each single every single time. Coach Winston, your take, uh, individual rivalries that uh, may that, that stand out in this series. Well, I'm really impressed with uh, with uh, how many Jim remembered, uh, but but I, I certainly had Bertram Weigland and uh, and Cagle and Shane. You know, those were those were the ones that stick out for me. You know, and and those were on the not only on the you know, the dual meet stage, but they carried on, you know, into not only on the national stage, but generally the national final stage, you know, so, you know, those, those, uh, you know, those four, four individuals really stick out for me as great rival, great rivalries. But was it because it was a back and forth affair or because it was the style of matches they were, or was it because they kept meeting in the finals? I mean, what, what makes those two uh, specific rivalries, in your opinion, the ones that really stand out? I think both, you know, I think certainly Kago and Shane, Shane had a certain way of wrestling. So, you know, I think that was styles, you know, um, and, uh, and I think with Bertram and Weigland, you know, it was just, you just knew you were watching excellence at its best. I mean, you knew you were watching the best of the best go after it and, and it captured everybody's attention. I'm pretty sure our next question is going to have completely different answers. I'm going to start with coach Miller coach. What was your favorite Augsburg Wartburg duel and why? Well, I think I had a my favorite might have well one of the favorites was the first one, and I kind of mentioned that already. You know, in our old gym, full house, fans, ton of fans, and it was on Iowa Public Television for the first time they had covered a Division Three meet, and so it was kind of chaos in a way, but good chaos, you know, and it was loud and. and uh, it was some great matches, and that's the first time we won, if I remember. And so, yeah, that one, that one does. But there's also another one. There's a lot of them, but one that I – and I'm trying to think of what uh, what year it was, but I can remember being up there, and this was later on, maybe it was 08 or something. We walked out just to warm up. I mean, we, did, we walked out just to get on the mat because the mat was on the stage. 
we were going to come back in the locker room and so forth. And, and Augsburg had a ton of people there. And we just walked out to get on the stage to feel the mat and all that. And we got booed hard. <laughs> <laughs> we got booed hard. And we didn't even, it was eight. Augsburg team when they came out there, nothing. I mean, it was just kind of a, I thought people would be just getting their concessions and all that. So, wow, we knew it was on. And maybe that same year, one year up there, and it might have been the same year, the weigh-ins were so intense, just the weigh-ins. And, I mean, they, people weren't talking. They didn't smile. They sneered each other. Dude, it was on. And so, yeah, man, those, those are some of my good memories. Coach Swenson, your turn. Well, probably anyone that we won, um, you know, it was uh, was a pretty good feeling because it was such a great rivalry. Yeah, I do remember going to uh, the University of Minnesota one time, and we wrestled before Minnesota wrestled Oklahoma State. And I, and I don't remember, Jim, if they were 1-2 at the time. I, I know that we, you know, Augsburg and Wentberg were ranked 1-2 at the time, but we had an opportunity. I mean, these, these, these kids that wrestled in this duo – you know, I think the the attendance was somewhere in the nine thousands, and and I would say that at least six thousand of them came for the you know preliminary duel with Augsburg and Wartburg, uh, and that, I think that was pretty cool. You know, to to do that in, in Williams Arena. I, I remember, you know, I just remember so many battles coming down to the heavyweight. You know, I mean, and I, I think I can't come up with the years now. You know, but I, I think you know those those were you know those were tremendous whether it happened in the dual meet or, or at the national duels, you know, the, you know, you, at the end of the day, you just came out, you know, you, you, you just thought, wow, what a battle, you know, and I, and I felt that way a lot. I thought, wow, what a battle. I felt that way, you know, quite, quite a bit when we wrestled Warford. Now, a lot of people don't know about that. And I know that's one thing that I had heard about that situation, but n- never quite really fully gave it the, the thought that it really needed here. But is that option? Uh, something you'd be willing to pursue in the future because you're an administrative role. You can you can you can make a call across the river, and when I say across the river, I mean literally. If you've got a good arm, you could probably chuck it to the Minnesota campus. But uh, to to do a you know a, a double a double a double duel with Minnesota and a, and a high ranked D one team is uh, at Williams Arena again. That's actually a good idea. I don't I don't know why. I think we tried to entertain it a couple times afterwards, and uh, you know I mean uh, I think Minnesota wrestles Iowa um, coming up this Sunday. You know, it. Uh, you know, it's probably something that we could look at. It. You know, I'll. I'll, uh, I'll certainly have uh, have Coach Molsoff talk to Coach Keller about it. That's a, that's a good idea because I. I don't know how Jim felt about it because it was you know up in up in Minnesota land. You know, but we could do it down there too before a duel if uh, you know if somebody was willing to willing to do it down down in Iowa as well. I don't know. McLeod yeah, Center might be an I option. <laughs> do it right there at Northern Iowa. Well, yeah, for sure. And they're wrestling Oklahoma Sunday, so I mean, yeah. Either way, I think uh, it, that that could work. Cause that was a great meet at, at Minnesota that year. You know, doing the prelim with Okie State in Minnesota. That was that was a good experience for all the athletes. And uh, I I I'd be all in for that. Right, moving on in terms of things happen in dual meets and in, in a Division One, the wrestling fans know about what happens in Carver. They call it Carver magic and things that happen. And you guys have both coached hundreds if not thousands of dual meets uh collectively not to make you feel old or anything but uh starting with coach swenson there are generally wacky things that happen in rivalry type of matches what is some of the things that that 
you you sit there and look at it and be like, of course, this crazy thing is only going to happen when we wrestle Wartburg. Any of those wacky memories that you've got, be like, oh, of course, it's Wartburg. Um, well, the upset, you know, as Jim indicated earlier, I think I think for me it was the upset. I I couldn't. I mean, I certainly come up with a couple, but you know, just the uh, like like Jim had said, you know, we're, we wrestle that made perhaps the national duels or. You know, and uh, and then somebody would turn the tables uh, on uh, on somebody in the duel. You know, or, or you know, the last time one one wrestler might have won, and the next time the other guy wins. There's there's just always seemed, you know, it was rare where there wasn't an upset in an Augsburg Warburg duel. Jim, your take? Yeah, I mean, I can remember one year up there. We got beat by five points and got pinned twice in, in, late in the match. I mean, I went crazy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we got pinned twice, and we weren't even getting majored. We get pinned. I mean, and it, dude, it, yeah, that was a long ride home. And I'll never forget walking out. One of the fans said, Coach, hey, Coach Miller. And I looked up, and he goes, have a nice ride home. And there, of course, they're laughing. <laughs> up. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> so, yeah, things like that. All of that, you know, some meet, something's going to happen. Sometimes you walk out there feeling pretty good because you got one over, but uh, not, not, not that often. Yeah. Speaking of fans, I mean, this, I mean, even though you, you're getting booed and this seems like the fan bases, uh, in my experiences in division three, once the matches are over, there's, there seems to be more of a, a, a a brotherhood sisterhood type of thing. It's not like you know, you, you know. I I'll see you know Jim Olsoff and Eric Keller talking with one another, like you know, outside somewhere at the convention or somewhere else. I don't I don't think I don't think Tom Brands and and, and Kale Sanderson are going to really be doing that a whole lot in the Division One era. So uh, that's one thing I like about that. But as far as the fan base just go, Coach Miller, <laughs> somebody's yelling you like that. What What are some other things you've heard from the fans that that have get, given you a chuckle over the years from from the Augsburg side of things? Well, a lot of times the fans just talk right to the athletes. I mean, it's not really bad. And actually, usually, the fans, like you said, are very, are, are respectful. And I think it's just in good, I don't know, in good competition. It was ne- never really vulgar or really crazy, but but uh, they knew how to get to the point. And uh, and sometimes, you know, if we had a great meet, I'd have them come up and say, uh, hey, great job, man. But I'm going to tell you something. The thing that, before I, before, you know, if I want to mention something before I forget, one thing that sticks out to me is how many athletes, and I'm sure Jeff had the same thing, how many athletes from Augsburg, after they were done, NCAA tournament was over, came over personally and said, hey, coach, just really want to say, I want to let you know how much I appreciate the rivalry, the experience, the, and, and, and you know, and these guys were some of the guys are battling their, you know, battling as hard as they could for four years or whatever. And but they but they express how much they appreciate. So man, that that was pretty cool. And I know and I know uh, Warburg athletes felt the same way. Yeah, Jeff, your take there. I mean, I want to start with the uh, maybe the fan chirps because that's the stuff I, I kind of like, but. Uh, you know, moving on to the point with what uh, what Millboy was saying there. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I you know remember being booed occasionally, like like Jim did when he came into the Augsburg gym. You know, I I think you know probably you know you know our fan the, the fans are pretty classy at the Division Three level. I, I think about the worst I got, you know, was uh, 
you know, a few of them to, uh, saying, you know, how, after maybe a Warburg loss, you know, um, or an Augsburg loss to Warburg, you know, how do you like that, Coach Swenson? You know, <laughs> um, you know, I, I do recall that once because it it, it made me look. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think the uh, you know I I do I do I I think fans are pretty respectful. You know, I don't think they get personal very often, but there's always always somebody out there. But I don't remember anything that really jogs my memory there. And of course, I think this goes without saying, no matter what facility you're in, in any building in the country, there's always the, he's backing up guy. I know, I think the Gophers, he's backing up guy is up for hire, but uh, the, the he's backing up guy is always at every single dual meet. And uh, <laughs> that's just one thing that always jumps out to me, especially up here in Minnesota. They love that one. They love that one. Millboy, you, you, you hear the he's backing up channel out down there in Iowa? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh... You hear it, but you don't care, you know, because we're not backing up. We're not really backing up, but uh, you, you just sometimes, even during the meet, you got to smile sometimes with things that you hear and things that go on. Or, you know, sometimes I even remember smiling, uh, kind of laughing. We, went, we both went to the table at the same time. I don't remember who the referee was, but, uh, and I don't even remember what the result was. But sometimes you meet in the middle and, like, wow, right in the middle of a big, uh, uh, tough tough match so it was cool coach Swenson I'm curious on one time that coach Miller got one over on you whether he bumped around the lineup and just took you by surprise be like I didn't anticipate this did he did he ever get you like that well even if he did I wouldn't admit it on uh, an iPodcast but (laughs) um No, the one, the one thing I do remember, you know, and I always knew Warburg was well coached, and, you know, but I do remember one time, you know, we talked about the Bertram Wideland, uh, you know, rivalry. And I remember Wideland uh, being interviewed afterwards. And, uh, boy, you know, Zach Wideland's a classy kid. Um, and he gave, you know, talked about, you know, good things about Bertram. But he, he, I remember him saying that his uh, coaches picked up on something Bertram did. You know when uh, when Weigland had a you know did a certain certain maneuver to to Bertram, you know and uh, you know and that uh, and I thought well there you go, you know good coaching you know I, I still don't know what it was you know um, I got an idea what it was but I, that stuck with me and that's you know that's almost twenty years ago now. All right, Coach Miller, I'm sure you're going to tell now when you got over on Swenson, but what's one time he got over on you too? I would say. Marcus Levester. Just his presence I, alone? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Swenson smiling from Waverly. I could see him pounding his fist from Waverly. And uh, actually, this is kind of funny. Mark Schwab was at Minnesota at the time. And I coached Mark at UNI, right? And, and he, we talked once a week just about anything just we're just friends and uh one day he calls up and says no boy you ain't gonna like this but Levester's going to or i don't know what in what order he said it Levester's going to oxford and you'll never beat him <laughs> something, something like that <laughs> and, <laughs> and i could just see swenson smiling here to here and uh, and uh, so yeah i think just his presence was one. I mean, I did not that we had a. Not, not, I didn't. It was just some of those deals were okay, and and he probably felt that way too with a Keen Carter or who knows who. But 
but uh, uh, yeah, that one, you know, sometimes you just got like, wow, you give them, you know, it's like, wow, good one, you know, or something like that. <laughs> now I want to, you know, bring up, you bring up Levesser, who's a undefeated division three champion four times. People know that uh, he also played football uh, during his time at Augsburg. And now when the heat of this rivalry, Jeff, how often were you in Marcus's ear when he, when he's playing football, be like, Hey, um, don't get hurt. We need you for the dual meet later in the year. We need you for the tournament. You know, he was a quarterback, so to tell him not to get hurt would have, would have almost been telling him not to play as hard as he played. So, you know, we we didn't have many conversations about that. You know, I I'm, I do believe in multi-sport athletes, although I'm seeing you know fewer and fewer become that. But I was one, and I was the one that always. I remember one year the Minneapolis Star Tribune had a front page article. Um, and it, it, it was uh, entitled Eight Men Out, and it was about the eight wrestlers that were out for the Augsburg uh, football team. You know, so it, it was something that we kind of, you know, promoted. I was a football and a wrestling coach at Augsburg. You know, I did did that for 10 years. Um, you know, I was on the football staff for 10 years. So, um, you know, I probably had my anxious moments, you know, but, um, you know, I just uh, always felt things would work out. Um I always had trusted that things would work out and we'd be okay. Yeah, Coach Miller, what were your your experiences with multi sport athletes in in terms of your your high profile wrestlers? You'd be like, okay, just yeah, you can go play, just be careful. Yeah, I think you got to be careful with it, but I mean, you got to support it because you know you get a small college and the kids dream do both. Hey, you have them go do both. Well, it never really was a question if they wanted to. You know, sometimes they'd go play and and maybe a year or two they decide you know I'm gonna pick one. You know that happened probably more than than staying four years for uh, all all for all both both sports, but but yeah, I I was I had no problem with it whatsoever. As this rivalry has developed and blossomed over the years, and of course, Wartburg does have the run of uh, of eight straight right now in the dual meet. That hasn't stopped Augsburg from winning a national title within that that span. And uh, Coach Swenson, from that perspective, we look at what happened in Hershey with uh, Jim Molsoff's an interim coach. Uh, Mark Matzik had left to take a, a teaching job back in his home state of Wisconsin. And then you're, you're looking at the dynamic. The dual meet was not close. And there was, there was a couple close matches within that dual meet. But then you go into the tournament, get bonus points like crazy. You're, you really basically, Augsburg puts things together. Does that just add that, that more pop to this rivalry between the schools? Like, yeah, you might have beat us in the dual meet, but guess what? We had, we wrestled lights out at the national tournaments. I mean, how much does that Hershey experience really kind of just add? to the, the mystique of this rivalry? Oh, I, I certainly think that was, uh, you know, that, that, that rekindled it, you know, with Wartburg, you know, taking ownership of that title for, uh, for, you know, the national championships for, for a couple, you know, I don't know how many years it was before Hershey that they had won it, won it straight. Was it four? Yeah. Nobody's yeah, won five four. in a row. It's, it's, it's capped at four. Yeah. So, so they, they were at four, you know, for Augsburg to have the tournament that they did, you know, I will say that, uh, you know, Jim and I uh, were texting during that tournament. And the first thing, you know, as soon as uh, I think it was um, at 49, Kenny Martin uh, didn't pin his wrestler. And so Osberg clinched the meet. And uh, all of a sudden uh, I get a text and, uh, you know, it's from Jim congratulating uh, me, you know, um, you know, um, secondhand, of course, you know, with Osberg's performance, you know, and, uh, and I'll never forget. He, he said, you know, um, if we had to lose it, I'm glad we lost it to you guys. 
you know, and uh, and that that's the kind of thing that goes behind goes on behind closed doors with with Coach Miller and I. You know, there's just a, a great amount of respect still, you know, for that. You did me- me- mention that they had won eight straight, but uh, they've only won six straight, Jason. All right, I'll have to I'll have to look at Stoner's notes on. Let's see. Let's go here. I'm going to throw Don under the bus, who does a great job, by the way. You guys have had uh, the benefit of some great sports information directors during your time there, of course. Uh, Coach Miller, you had Mark Adkins for a long time, and now you've got uh, Katie Joe uh, doing a great job for uh, for Wartburg, and of course, you know Stoner's an institution at Augsburg, so uh, they're helping me. Let's see, I just got to look at my. I'll, you know what? It's not even worth it right now. I'll just we'll, you guys will figure that out on the mat. But as we move forward, uh, I mentioned Jim Molsoff, the the head coach now, who had the interim tag removed shortly after uh, the national championship back in Hershey in 2015. Wartburg has had one coaching change and that Eric Keller was a co-head coach with you coach Miller and then now assume the role when you retired Augsburg coach Swenson you've had uh you went with after you retired from coaching Sam Barber Mark Matzik now Jim Molsoff I'm going to start with coach Miller and when what it takes to find the right coach that melds with your system and can enable your program to keep firing on all cylinders what was it about bringing Eric Keller into the Wartburg family as a coach that really made this thing uh, a, a, a smooth transition? Well, you know, I didn't know. I got uh, Keller came in back in uh, maybe 2000 or something like that. He graduated from UNI in 99. And he so he came right out of college. He came right out of college. And I had uh, very little money or anything. He just wanted to coach. And, and I just invited him, and it happened to work out. And then we were together for 12 years. And so – you know, he took one year when he was the head coach at North Central, then came back when uh, Dave Malachek left and went to lacrosse. So uh, the nice thing was it was a pretty seamless transition because we had been together so long. And, you know, sometimes I, I, I want assistants that want to be head coach. That's who I'm looking for, somebody that wants to be a head coach. And some guys, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're leaving and we had won, I don't know how many national, I know it was three in a row my last three, but the success we had, I think we won eight out of 11 my last 11 years. So some, some coaches kind of hesitate to take over, you know, at that, in a situation like that. But he embraced it. He wanted to. He, he, that's, what, that's what he's about, you know. And has, he hasn't uh, spent time worrying about, yeah, what if I don't win this or what if I don't win that, you know. So, yeah, so I, I knew, I, I felt real confident it was the right guy and the right fit. And so, yeah, I, I just felt good for our athletes because, it really wasn't a big transition because they all knew him well and they've been with him the whole, their whole career. Yeah, Coach Swenson, you've kind of had a, a slightly different role because you've been the AD during this this tenure. So uh, not only is it uh, you're looking at who's going to take the you know hold the program after you hand it over, but you're also the one doing the hiring. Uh, you know, explain what it was like. You know, going through. Uh, the line you had, you know, Sam Barber who wrestled Division three. Now he's a Division one head coach at the Air Force Academy. Mark Matzik is an alum who won a couple titles. You know, won a national championship as a coach, and then Jim had been around the program in the state of Minnesota for a long time. So, uh, each one of those guys, and, and when it comes to hiring somebody at Augsburg, I mean, how much pressure are you? Do you feel like you're under to, to have made the right hire? Well, I think uh, I feel like I'm under pressure to make the right hire in any sport, not just wrestling. No, but I, I feel that the you know the the three coaches we've had since I left have, have all uh, done good jobs. You know, I I feel like uh, they uh, you know they knew how to treat kids. You know, and uh, like you said, you know we had some success. Mark won a t- won a title, but I think what, where we've settled in is you know 
Well, for me, and I, and not that I wouldn't say this about the other other coaches, but with Jim Mosoff, you know, um, you know, when I think I have I have younger kids, you know, my and my and my boys right now wrestle, and the greatest compliment I can give any coach in in the Augsburg athletic department, you know, is that I would want my sons or my daughter to to wrestle for them, you know, or to play sports for them. And I feel that way about uh, the combination of of Jim and uh, Jim Molsoff and Tony Ballack. I think they're a great team together, and and I am guessing that Jim would say that about uh, about Eric and uh, and his staff as well. You know, they're you know they're a great team together. But more importantly than anything else, you know, they're 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 getting the job done with techniques and things like that on the mat. But you know, coaching is a lot about how you treat people, and you know, and uh, and when they're treated right, they're motivated to wrestle hard for you. And that's what we have going now with uh, with Jim and Tony. Now, Coach Miller, as we wrap up this episode, talking about, uh, I mean, 40 minutes is not going to do this rivalry justice. And I think everybody that's a wrestling fan in the state of Iowa, the state of Minnesota, or a college wrestling fan, Division III, uh, knows that. So if if you were to basically talk, if you're enticing people to come to this dual meet, whether it's it's in Waverly one year, this year, you know, on Thursday, February 2nd, It'll be in Augsburg at Cy Melby Hall. If if you had a 20-second sales pitch to tell somebody off the street what makes this a great match and a great rivalry to experience, what would it be? Well, I think you just talk about a little bit of the history real quick. You know, they've won 21 national titles in a row between them, and right now they're ranked one and two. They don't get any better than that. You want to see some intense wrestling, you want to see some passion, show up, and you'll and, and you'll be a part of it. That's that's my That's my gig. Coach Winston, same question. Yeah, I, I, I've been advertising, and we have been advertising it, you know, and, uh, you know, we call it the Battle of the Bergs because that's uh, somewhere along the line. I don't even know. Do you, Jim, do you, Jim, do you remember who came up with Battle of the Bergs? I don't. You know, but somebody came up with Battle of the Birds, and that's kind of what it's been. And uh, and now, like Jim said, it's number one versus number two. It's not. It hasn't been one versus two for a little while, so that really brings in uh, a, a unique piece as well. And you know, and, and what I tell people, it's just great, great wrestling. You know, and uh, and you know, and people are people are attracted to that. And we're, we uh, we have full high school teams coming on on Thursday night to to cheer on the, uh, you know, in this case, to cheer on the Augies. Yeah, we've got a dual meet beforehand, starts at 5 o'clock with uh, Scott West, who uh, people may know is the alma mater of uh, Pat McNamara, Russell Division One, but one of uh, Nick, uh, one of Jeff's national champions, uh, Nick Slack, who was a uh, Scott West. Well, actually, Scott West is a is a, a, a co-op between Jordan and Bell Plain. so for those who are unfamiliar, uh, what the heck is Scott West? That's what it is, and, and Slack, I think he's from, I think he's a Bell Plain guy. I'm not sure. Is he Jordan? Do you know, Jeff? Nick Slack? Yeah, is he Bell Plain or is he a Jordan guy? Um, you know, I, I think he's Bell Plain. Okay. Well, I know the, 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 pretty, that's where sure. it's a little confusing. But anyway, they've got Scott and Waverly Shell Rock, which is the high school like two seconds away from Wartburg. So you're, you're, you're drawing the local interest with home and away. So if you're there, 730 Cy Melby Hall in Minneapolis, uh, there might be a familiar voice on the PA for this one. So, uh, yep, going to be there for that one. So uh, if you can put two and two together. I'm excited for this. I've seen this a couple times in the past, and uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to uh, have both of you guys on to talk about this. So, uh, Coach Miller, Coach Swenson, thank you for the time, and uh, you know we'll we'll see you on Thursday. All right, thanks, Jason. Hey, Jason. One thing, my first connection, Darren Ripley, the coach over there, Scott West, 
My very first job out of college was in Riceville, Iowa. His dad, Dave Ripley, was the head coach. So I got a little connection with Darren, too. All right, you know, it just all comes full circle here. This is great planning. This is this is good stuff here. All right, gentlemen, all right, thank you for your time, and uh, we'll see you Thursday. Okay, thanks a lot. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.